Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to The Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, returning for a few more scary, scary stories. Welcome back, and as always, I'm going to start the show off with inviting you to visit my website, myhaunteddolls.com. Visit the shop, and you can buy any of the books I've published, autographed. There's something for everyone out there, and especially the paranormal lover. I've got fiction and non-fiction paranormal books, so... Be sure to go out there. I've even got my own collection of original horror stories called Dark Awakening and Other Tales for a Midnight Hour. So be sure to go out there and check out that book. These are also available on Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kindle, ebook, and there's even a few of the books available on Audio, Audible, and Amazon Audio. And I believe even iTunes. So go out there and make sure to check those out. And now let's get on to our first, our first story of the episode. Now this first story actually originates as a folktale from right here in the south, where I'm from, but a few states over, in Charleston, South Carolina. We just have the most awesome folktales here in the southeast, so can't wait to share this one with you, too. It's called Bachelors. There were two bachelors who lived together in a small house in Charleston, South Carolina. They were both old men, and neither of them had ever managed to find a wife. One of the men was big, strong, and hardy, while the other was small, weak, and puny. Together they lived a very lonely existence. The weak man had been sick for a long time, and the illness gradually wore him down. He had a fever, and his body was racked with pain. During the day, he lay in his bed, moaning and groaning, and during the night, he tossed and turned, unable to get to sleep. As time went by, The strong man grew weary of listening to his friend's complaints all day long. At night, the weak man's moans would keep him awake, and he began to wish that his friend would just up and die. One night, the weak man was burning up with the fever. He twisted and turned in his bed, but could not get comfortable. 
tired and miserable, he let out a big groan and said, I wish I was dead. Why don't you just die and get it over with? growled the strong man in frustration. I'm sick and tired of you disturbing my sleep. Why don't you call death to come and take you and be done with this once and for all? Well, all right, I will, groaned the weak man. I don't want to live much anyway. He sat up in bed and said, Death, oh death, come and take me. But his voice was so feeble, it was little more than a whisper. Death, oh death, come and take me. Louder, said the strong man. He can't hear you. So the weak man continued, Death, oh death, come and take me. But his voice was so faint, it was barely audible. He jumped out of bed, walked to the door, and threw it open. Death, oh death, he cried at the top of his lungs. Before the strong man could turn around or close the door, a long skeletal hand emerged from the darkness and grasped him by the shoulder. A dark and dismal voice hissed, I am death. You called me, and I came. With that, the strong man was dragged off into the darkness, and he was never seen again. As time went by, the weak man recovered from his fever, and he lived much longer than anyone had expected. All of the people who knew the two bachelors shook their heads and said, Sometimes death has a strange sense of humor and lets the weak and sickly outlive the strong and healthy. Yes, we do indeed enjoy our folk tales down here in the South. <laughs> and I wonder how long that little ditty has been passed around and how many other places it act, uh, or was said to have actually occurred besides South Carolina. We may never know because that's how storytelling goes. It twists and turns its way through time. But it's still, oh, so enjoyable. Much like this next story, just the title gives me a chill. It's called The Screaming Baby.
There was a young girl named Nuni who was always getting into mischief. One day, as she was leaving for school, her mother gave her a stern warning. You be careful, Nuni, her mother said. Keep your feet on the road and don't go wandering off the path. Many a foolish girl has been led astray and the devil makes work for idle hands. So, after school, you come straight home and don't pay any mind to anything else. Noonie nodded her head and walked off down the long and winding road that led past the bayou. That evening on her way home, she noticed a beautiful flower growing next to the path. So she picked it. Then she saw another and another. She began to gather a bouquet of them, and each one led her deeper, deeper into the woods. Suddenly, she heard a noise. It sounded like a baby crying. Instantly, she dropped her flowers and ran towards the noise. She went deeper and deeper into the woods, and finally, she came to a clearing in the trees. She looked around and spied something white lying under a tree. It was a little bundle wrapped up in a blanket. Nuni bent down and picked it up. Inside, there was a little baby boy. As soon as she lifted him up in her arms, the baby stopped crying and started gurgling and laughing in a way that went straight to her heart where it touched her soul. Oh, his mother must have left him out here to die, thought Noonie. How cruel. I'll take him home and maybe mom will let me keep him. With the little baby cradled in her arms, the young girl hurried out of the woods. But as she neared the road, the light began to fade, and it started to get dark. Nuni was scared, so she started singing a religious hymn to herself to ease her nerves. All of a sudden, the baby began screaming and crying. Noonie kept singing the hymn in a soothing tone, but the baby just shrieked louder and louder. Then the girl pulled back the blanket that was covering the screaming baby's face, and when she did, her heart almost froze in her chest. Instead of a cute little baby, the bundle she was holding contained something black and shiny and ugly.
It looked like some sort of gigantic, grotesque beetle. As she watched in horror, the black thing began to grow right before her eyes, getting bigger and bigger. She dropped the wretched thing and it fell to the ground, writhing and kicking its spindly legs. Poor Noonie was so scared she almost dropped dead on the spot. All she could think to do was to bless herself and hold out her hands in front of her, making the sign of the cross with her fingers. When the black thing saw the sign of the cross, it let loose a high-pitched scream and ran off into the woods. Noonie ran all the way home and never again strayed from the path or stopped to pick flowers in the woods. Well, that story just goes to show that even the most innocent, sweetest-looking things can harbor the darkest of evils. And i got to tell you, there's just something about ghostly baby stories that just give me the, the willies, that eerie, disembodied well of a baby coming from the dark woods. Those crybaby bridge stories are some of the, the favorites, at least around in my parts. So... Those will probably go on forever, and future generations will enjoy scaring the crap out of each other. (laughs) But you know what? That's where good storytelling comes from. Oh, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Ah, no applause necessary. (laughs) Uh, Okay, sorry, I'm just having fun with the sound effects. And now... Another type of tale I always love is the werewolf legends. And that's what we have now, coming up last, to finish out our episode, Curse of the Werewolf. The story begins with a priest from a thriving village in Ireland who was traveling to a nearby town on business for his church. The priest's journey across the countryside was long and arduous, and as night grew near, he was forced to set up camp near a dark forest that was reputed to be haunted. During the night, the priest heard a clawing and scratching outside his tent. When he went out to investigate, he was attacked by a wolf. He was bitten severely, and just as he thought the wolf was about to finish him off, the cross around his neck was exposed. The wolf suddenly ceased its attack and merely stood over him, 
staring into his eyes. Then, inexplicably, it ran off and left him lying on the ground, bleeding badly from his wounds. The next day, he managed to crawl back to his village, where he was discovered by the local doctor. With good medical care, his wounds soon healed, and he was back to work in no time. The priest was re-energized and tackled his preaching duties with renewed vigor. He inspired the villagers and helped them to build a new church. The faith of his parishioners was strengthened, and every day his church was packed with worshipers. But there was still problems in the village. Every full moon, someone in the village was found dead or went missing under mysterious circumstances. People said that they had seen a creature stalking through the village at night. A creature that walked like a man, but whose body was covered in fur and bore the head of a wolf. There was talk of a curse on the village, and many believed that a werewolf was stalking them and picking them off one by one. The priest began to wonder why God had cursed his village with these horrible murders. It seemed as if there was no end to the death and destruction. One night, during a full moon, the villagers decided that they had to catch and kill the werewolf that was plaguing their village once and for all. They set a trap by tying the most beautiful girl in the village to a tree, using her as bait to lure the werewolf. High above in the branches of the tree, they rigged up a trap to catch the wolf. Then they hid in the bushes and lay in wait for their prey. Soon they heard a crashing sound coming through the forest, and suddenly the werewolf appeared in the clearing. As it made its way towards the terrified young girl, the villagers cut the ropes that were tied to the tree, and a huge cage crashed down on top of the wolf, trapping him behind its heavy iron bars. The jubilant villagers rushed out from their hiding places and drove long spears with silver arrowheads at the end into the body of the werewolf, piercing its heart. As the monster collapsed on the floor of the cage, the people watched his hairy body ripple and change. Gradually, the creature changed from wolf to man as the life ebbed from his body. The villagers fell to their knees and began to weep as they realized that they had just killed their beloved priest.
there you have it. Three more creepy, gruesome tales to add to the haunted collection. I hope you've enjoyed them as much as I've enjoyed sharing them. And I hope that they will continue to be shared. So pass them along and scare the crap out of your buddies. <laughs> well, it's time for me to say goodnight. But before I do, as usual, I just want to invite you again to myhaunteddolls.com and also to my YouTube channel, My Haunted Dolls, where you can see a lot of the videos of my haunted items and the evidence I've collected from them. So until the next episode, keep those doors and windows shut and locked tight. Keep those covers pulled up around you, but by all means... Have a happy haunting. Ha <laughs> ha.